everybody. We wanted to start off this week's episode talking about a new electronics brand that Morgan and I are obsessed with, and they're called Studio. Studio makes headphones and earbuds that not only have outstanding sound quality, but they also design headphones as an accessory that you'll be excited to wear around. So true. Morgan and I both got the Black Regent design, which are Studio's premium on-ear model, and they're Sakyat. 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 The combination of high-polished metal and matte surfaces embodies the vision of Scandinavian design. They also come with custom-designed interchangeable caps, so you can change them up whenever you feel like it. Change it up for your mood. Regent are the perfect companion for anyone on the go. They will connect to any device that has Bluetooth or you can use an aux cord that they also provide and they also give you 24 plus hours of battery life. That's a lot of life. That's life. Now, don't get us wrong. These headphones are handy, super chic, and contemporary, but they also deliver some of the best sound quality I've ever heard. They provide impeccable clarity in the instrumental tones, well-balanced sound, and definition. Studio also has a multitude of earbuds, from hard pairs to those nice soft ones that are great for people like me with little tiny ear holes, and they get (laughs) sore. (laughs) I get it. You can get a pair of your own Studio headphones today, and if you use our offer code, the Sisters Grim, you can get 15% off your entire order. That's right. Use promo code the Sisters Grim. That's T H E S I S T E R S G R I M M. That's right, two M's to get 15% off your very own pair of studio headphones or earbuds. Trust us, you won't be disappointed. The Sisters Grim podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast, everybody. Coming at you, it is Holly and your girl, Morgan Freeberg. Yeah, it is. We are not live. I don't know why I was even going to I don't know why that. I always say that. But, like, as a good segue into um, me saying, <laughs> I can't even say this. So I said a lot of shit wrong last week. Okay. Uh, like, so many things I said wrong after listening like back. Like what? Well... A lot. I can't even really think of any specifics. You were talking a lot. But the one that I was most mad about and the one that I am going to call myself out on is I called Ronald Reagan Robert Reagan. (laughs) I was so mad at myself, Morgan. Oh, my God. Because, as you know, I pride myself. On loving him? uh, Well, no, I uh, I don't want to get into how I feel about Robert (laughs) Reagan. How I feel about Ronald Reagan right now. But... I do, as you know, know the names of all the presidents. We're not doing this, are we? Yeah, I can do it really, really, really fast. Want to hear? Right, I guess. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Justin, Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, Kinley, Roosevelt, Hutt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. Fuck face. Fuck Cheeto. 
Little Cheeto Man. Fuckboy Cheetos! Baby hand. Little Baby Hand. Little Baby Hand. So welcome to episode 41. We hope you're comfortable. We hope you are <laughs> sitting somewhere nice and either warm or cold, depending on your preference. We hope you're... I personally like to be a little cold. I like to... You're more productive when you're a little cold. I hope you're sitting in an ergonomical chair. <laughs> I hope you're sitting at your desk. I hope that whoever... Maybe you're in your car. I hope that whoever at work that you hate is sick that day. I hope if you are um, doing your favorite hobby right now, I hope you're cleaning. I hope that you just like found a great sale. If you're cleaning, I hope that you like finally got that one corner in your room that just has like hair in it. Yeah. Are you like finally? (laughs) Anyone? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Do you just go to one of the corners in your room and just rip out all your hair? No, but like it just forms. Do you know how much hair? My apartment carries with me and Maria and you and Tuesday. I don't live at your apartment. But you're there enough and your hair is plentiful. That's because it just is like falling out. But mostly Maria and myself. We have so much blonde hair. So for all of you that know how to read, this is the episode about Hawaii murders. Right, because you probably read that. Yeah. but like, And we just haven't said it yet. But if you don't know how to read, this is our murders about... Hawaii. Our murders about Hawaii. And... These are murders that take place... In Hawaii. And on the islands of Hawaii. Hawaii. Which we found out there are seven of? No, there are more. There's There's like like, nine. Oh, we should have really looked this up. here. Well, because I was trying to explain it to Morgan, and then I got it completely wrong. But the way you explained it was really cute. She held up her hand, and she was like, my thumb is the big island. My pointer finger is is Maui. Maui. My middle finger is Oahu. And then Kauai, and then... Molokai, but or, we were we we missed out on some. Oh, I yeah. There's like Luahuana. I don't know, but there's like Alahinu. <laughs> Keep talking. Then they have like of, crazy names. So I wanted to point out to you, Morgan, because Facebook pointed out to me that exactly nine years ago to this day we were in Hawaii. No way. We were in goddamn Oahu. Probably. Wait, you said nine years? Nine years, because it was it 2007. It would have had to have been 10. No, it was 2007. But I was 14 and I'm 25 now. Yeah, but you turned, you'll be turned, you would have turned 15 at the end of that year. Right. And I know that it was 2007 because Facebook ain't no liar. True. It was a gorgeous picture. What picture was it? Um, It just like looks really cool. And I think I probably, and I made a Jurassic Park reference. Of course. Because right, when you're me- in Hawaii... You like are just you live like the Jurassic Park still. You're just constantly looking for those like spitters. That you're cr- Sam Neill. You're Jeff Goldblum. I am always Jeff. You're Goldblum. Chris Pratt. <sighs> you know. You know. Uh, let me name the Hawaiian Islands. You're- so there's Hawaii, aka the Big Island. There's Maui, the Valley Isle. There's also Oahu, which is the gathering place. Kauai is the Garden Isle. Molokai, the friendly isle. By the way, I'm butchering these. Please tell us how to well, say them. Well, I think the I think that one's Lanai. Lanai is pineapple. I, I like that, that I one. I want to go to that one. And then there's Niihau. Um, just as from uh, reading and like learning, like there's like four letters in the Hawaiian alphabet. Uh, I would say that's Nihihau. Nihihau, but which it's is the forbidden, the forbidden isle. isle. Oh. That's scary. And then there's Kahoahaluiwa, and no one lives there. And it's the Target Isle? The t- it, no, oh yeah, that was the one that we said it's just a Target. Yeah, that's where, you, when you live in Hawaii, that's where you go to the Target. 
You all that's all that that island is is a target, a parking lot, and a fucking um, in like a runway. Right. I will say I am like the biggest boner for Hawaii. Like I will watch any movie that takes place in Hawaii, even if it's a shitty movie. Oh, I thought you meant like going there because I actually oh, hate that going too. there. What? I hate it. Fuck I you. hate being on the air. I hate airplanes so much. I will deal to be in Hawaii. I will go. I want to. I want to go to every island. Well, I've that's... only been to Maui and Oahu, and I want to go to the Ross. Well, I'll just do what I did last time. I'll take a bunch of um, fucking Nyquil and just fart on you the whole time. The whole time. Me and Holly had a full aisle of four seats. Holly took up three of them, sleeping and farting the entire trip, and I was so pissed. I was so relaxed. I was pissed off. If you're so and relaxed, and Mom and Dad were in first class, weren't they? Like away from no, us? No, they were sitting. It was a like a two three two. Or like a three, no, it was a three four three situation. Yeah, I just remember on that plan, that trip they played Airbud two. Cool. <laughs> Didn't they play Casino Royale? I don't. No, no, no. That would have. Well, like they on our way have, home, they, they played Casino have. Royale. I remember that. Moment. I just yeah. Or wait, no, Watching, I know they played Antitrust on one of our flights. Yeah, that was the first. That was when we went to Maui for our grandparents' fiftieth wedding anniversary. Antitrust. I was only into it because I had just recently seen Ryan Phillippe's butt for the first time. So they, I was like, I'll watch anything. They also played Save the Last Dance. Fuck. And everyone at school was so jealous. But I remember <laughs> going on that trip, I missed going to an NSYNC concert, and I don't wow. really... No, I would have rather gone to Hawaii. I don't know. It's whatever. Whatever. So you wanted to begin with your first? I'm going to start out because I'm going to do the Honolulu Strangler, and he is considered Hawaii's first serial killer. Hawaii, is, as we know, made us 50, or gave, he's, you know, <laughs> they rounded us out. They are made us okay? 50. Yeah. They made us 50. They made us the 50. We are. And they're goddamn beautiful. And it's so gorgeous. You know what's really cool? When a volcano makes a... Landmass. Land. Um, oh my god, I watched so much Planet Earth last night, by the way. Was it really good? It's good, and then it's sad, and then it's, like, powerful. And then it's, like, so scary. There's gonna be a moment scary. in one of my stories where you're gonna feel as grossed out as, or scared as I did last night when you were searching on your phone the deep sea. Right, because that's And freaky. I was super scared. Okay, so the Honolulu Strangler, he murdered five women on the island of Oahu, which is weird because we were there nine years ago. We must have been there forever because we was were it nine also years there ago that on your birthday. Nay. Then it's not that weird. <laughs> Nay. Well, I think one of them happened to match. I don't know. So, match. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it was on Oahu, and it was between the years 1985 and 1986, and he has never been caught and at this point in time, we still don't know who he is. Whoa. Yes, but more of that to come. He probably left. Hawaii. Or died. Or died. Well, there's uh, theories later. Cool. So so he's like the, the Jack Ripper of Hawaii. A little bit, Jack yeah. Jack the Ripper, yeah. Um, all of his victims were found with their hands bound behind their backs, and they were sexually assaulted, tortured, and eventually strangled to death. Yikes. His first victim was Vicki Gail Purdy. She was 25 years old, and on May 29th, 1985, she went out clubbing in Waikiki. You, you do. know, like we all have, on May 29th, 1985, and she was last seen alive by her taxi driver, who took her to the Shorebird Hotel around midnight so that she could pick up her own car and drive it. But Vicky's car was found still in the parking lot, mm. and then her body was discovered the next morning. On an embankment at Kihai Lagoon. 
The next victim happened on January 14th of 1986 now. Mm-hmm. So 17-year-old Regina Sakamoto missed her bus. So she was in high school. She missed her bus. She went to Le Luhua High School. She called her boyfriend around 7.15 to let him know that she was going to be late, but Regina never made it to school that day. Mm. Regina's body was found the next day. She was only partially clothed and her hands were bound and the cause of death was strangulation. Regina's case led the police to believe that they had a serial killer on their hands due to the blatant similarities between Regina and Vicky's murders. So that's pretty early because it's yeah. only two killers. But when you said this is the 80s? I mean, they got stuff by the 80s. Oh, this was when they, they were got, finally getting they stuff. They were finally getting it, yeah. I mean, this is when they had... Um, the 80s? So they didn't see a serial killer until the 80s. That's pretty good. I know. the. Well, I mean, we don't know. I didn't... When it was the Polynesian Islands, it, right, we could have, we could have had, all, they could have, there could have sure been all kinds was. of stuff. But I'm also like, no offense to like old timey murders, but like, it's just so far away. I feel so disconnected. Just, just, yeah, I, I, I feel too disconnected. I like, if it didn't happen, it like I just forties and on. I'm into anything before the forties, maybe the twenties. I mean, I love me a good Dust Bowl story. Right. <laughs> I love. It. Who doesn't love the Grapes of Wrath? No one. <laughs> so the next victim was Denise Hughes. Only two weeks after killing Regina. Oh, God, Regina. I thought you were going to say only two weeks old. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, that would be so for, super Ooh. fucking sad uh, considering his M.O. On January 30th, 1986, 21-year-old Denise Hughes, she commuted by bus to her job as a secretary for a telephone company, but she never showed up to work that day. Denise's body wasn't found until February 1st when two fishermen found it in Moanaluha Stream. After Denise's murder, a serial killer task force was established to hunt down a man who the media was now referring to as the Honolulu Strangler and the Honolulu Rapist. So with every murder, the police is like, okay, they're like upping it every time. Same MO. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. And fucking Oahu is so tiny. Well, especially because a lot of... Because, I mean, we've all seen Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, duh. So uh, I feel like most murders that happen in Hawaii are probably gun and drug related. And so when they're getting strangling murders of women, that's like... That's that's something. That doesn't happen a lot. No, and like... I mean, it does, but you know what I'm saying. But, and like being viciously tort and like that too and like the brutality of it exactly because it's it's really small it's a small community i mean the island of hawaii has less people than fucking chicago by like a buttload yeah i mean maui basically it's it's small it's small y'all so maui's like a suburb maui yeah basically yeah so the next um victim was 25 year old Five year, twenty five year old, twenty five year old Luis Medeiros. Luis had gone to Hawaii to be with her family because her mother had recently passed away. On March twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six, she took a red eye flight back to Oahu, and she told her family she was going to take the bus home from the airport and go back home to Waipahu. Uh, I, but I, and okay, so this is when I started realizing that this guy may have some have like something to do with buses. Okay. Because he's always seems to be taking women from like bus stops. And like stuff? it's always women like when the they're commute, on their commute. Yeah, when they're like about to get on the bus. Yeah. So although Denise got off the plane, she was never seen again. 
On April 2nd, road workers near Waikile Stream found Denise's body, and it was found the same way as all of the previous victims. Yeah. Now the police were setting up a sting, um, like sting operations using Damn. female police officers around the Honolulu Airport and Kihai Lagoon. Fuck they yeah, dude. But they should have This gone... is like one of the best cop stories we've heard in a while. Except that we already know. That... It just sucks because this is obvious. This is like... Okay. It sucks they didn't catch him. This is like you're setting the story is, up so well that like they're they putting catch him. forth the most effort I've ever heard. Fuck. Like this okay, is such a cock tease. Yeah, like the like the fucking police in the Jeffrey Dahmer case were literally the three stooges. <laughs> These cops are like in Mensa I and know. they still don't know who he is. <sighs> and that has to be so fucking frustrating oh, for God. these guys yeah they oh because they just shout out to them yeah shout out to them so the next victim slash fifth victim slash last known victor of victor, victor. of the honolulu strangler is linda passe she was 36 years old according to linda's roommate linda left home on the morning of april 29th 1986 and she had a late work meeting but she did not end up coming home that night. And so in the morning, her roommate decided to report her missing. Um, Smart. Because her car was randomly parked on the side of a viaduct. Yeah. How scary. I know. To be like, oh, my friend's missing. Oh, you How found her car in a random place off of a highway where she shouldn't <sighs> have been? Cool. So an anonymous man went to the police to tell them that his psychic had told him that there was a dead body on Sand Island. What? Yeah. So on May 3rd, 1986, the anonymous man, this is how desperate these poor police, this task force was. Right. On May 3rd, 1986, like I said, the dude took them to the location, his psychic said, but like the exact location, and it was wrong. Oh. But... She was just found on a different area of the island. Of that island, though. Yeah. That's still bonkers. And, like, he could have gotten the location wrong. I mean, it's not like, you know, you could think something and it could be somewhere else. And I don't really know about Sand Island in correlation to Hawaii, how big it is, or whatever. But, like, that's pretty on the nose. And that was the body they were looking for at the time? Or it was just another one? No, it was the body of the woman who had just died. It was this woman. So at- well, I'm sorry, but as a cop, don't turn down any kind of any evidence you're given. Just look into it, even exactly. briefly. That's what they did for Ted Bundy. Remember yeah. that one psychic was like, "Don't open this until this certain date," and uh, then, yeah. and then, oh god, I just gave myself the chills because um, she thought it was happening in moon cycles, and oh, then she yeah. wrote the number two, and then that was she's like, and because that, and then that was the weekend. Of Lake Sammamish when he took two girls, two girls. at the same time, yeah. Oh, that could yeah. be something else entirely. I well, I keep, Let's keep going. I keep getting myself the chills. So the Honolulu Police Department at this point started beginning to work with the FBI as well as the Green River Task Force. Hell yeah. Also, I think Ted Bundy was technically on the Green River Task Force, <laughs> minorly. Um, and they set up... This task force of was of 27 people to find the Honolulu Strangler. The killer was profiled as someone who lived in the area and was an opportunist killer, a.k.a. someone who would kidnap women while they were waiting for the bus, who uh-huh. possibly aren't, you know, 100% paying attention. Because and also, like, he the... probably was taking women that were, um, you know, smaller. Oh, yeah, no, stature. they were, yeah, yeah. He liked petite, I think. Or that may be my other It's dude. just an easy grab. 
Yeah. You know? It's just, well, and, like, if you're not paying attention, I mean, like, how the fuck do you know you're supposed, you're about to get taken by a fucking serial killer? Yeah, you have no idea. I mean, I do, but that's just me. (laughs) Especially living in Hawaii, you're probably just so carefree. You're probably so fucking high and just, like, smelling high. I mean, you know what, dude? It is not all rainbows and hibiscus flowers (laughs) over in Hawaii. Although there are a it lot It is of... not all huma huma nuka nuka apua'a. Fuck off. And, uh, huma huma you know, nuka nuka apua'a, bitch. Luos. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, it's not all pigs and poi. It's not all pig gross and poi. It's <sighs> not all... It's, it's not, not all forgetting Sarah Marshall and Blue Crush. <laughs> it's not all... It's not all the three-part episode of, of the, the Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite thing to watch on family vacations. Anyways... So, like I said, he was an opportunist killer. Roadblocks were set up to question commuters, and one witness came forward saying that he had seen a light-colored van with a Caucasian or mixed-raced man driving Linda Passe's uh, car around the time she went missing. And then when they found her body, that witness was arrested as a primary suspect. This person, the suspect, that is, they never say his name ever. He's always just the suspect. Well, and they I, don't know his name. Exactly. So he, this dude was Caucasian, middle-aged, clean-cut, wore black glasses, had a receding hairline, and he was polite. He, did. he was described by an assistant manager and waitress at a restaurant where this suspect frequented that he always seemed a little too interested in her. Mm, and God. she also fit his victim profile. Yeah. Oh, this was the right one. Um... Petite and brunette. Yeah. Which, that makes sense, because little. Yeah. And why are people always fucking trying to kill brunettes? They really are. Ted, like, everyone's B- M- M.O. is like, I like brunettes with long hair. I'm going to kill them. the um, Boston Strangler wasn't his thing. Or was it the Boston Strangler? No. Or am I thinking of David Berkowitz liked girl with, girls with long brown hair. Yeah. Fucking that, like, uh, the car dude. Remember that truck driver? The one. Oh, yeah, what, yeah what the scary ass one? picture. I know what yeah. you're talking about. That was that was, Illinois, that was an like, Illinois murder one. Oh yeah, that's your fucking yeah. So she said another time that he offered her a ride home because she d- couldn't get a ride home, and she had a gut feeling not to, and he was like really persistent, and she was just like no. Good. So she ended up getting a ride home with her buddy. Good. On a, a mo- he was like a. It, they said he was like a local. But like, that would have been motorcycle dude. dude. It's almost like. Too bad he didn't kill her because, like, then they would have known it was him. If he took her home and she died, they'd know it was him. Not saying, like, I wish this girl died, but you know what I'm saying? Well, it's He was getting... Well, but it's funny... He was getting stupid with his kills if he was going to kill her. Okay, but a couple days after this happened, he was arrested. I thought you said we don't know who he is. This guy was arrested as a suspect. Uh, Yeah. So I'm stupid. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I mean, my point we was don't pointless. know. No, it's okay. But I let you say it out. Yeah. Until and then I corrected you. <laughs> so the suspect's ex-wife and one of his ex-girlfriends said that he had a fetish for bondage, specifically binding their hands behind their back. Terrifying. Which, if you're into bondage, there really are only so many places you can bond the human hands. But it's still a stark, like. It's 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 a comparison that you can't not look at. Well, yeah. Allegedly, according to his ex-girlfriends, some nights that he they had fights that he stormed out were the nights of the murders. Whoa. But there's no concrete evidence corroborating any of this. The suspect was interrogated, failed a polygraph test, but was eventually released due to lack of evidence. Mm-hmm. 
In 2005, the police started going through the evidence from the five murders to see if they could find any DNA and began using other kind of genetic technology that wasn't available at the time because it was 20 years later. But there are conflicting reports that the suspect that they believe to have been the Honolulu Strangler died in either California or Tennessee. Hmm. But they don't know. And if he died suddenly or traumatically without a physician present he would have had an autopsy which means that police would be able to obtain tissue for dna testing but if he was in hospital or anywhere else where a physician was present he wouldn't have been autopsied because they obviously would have been able to determine cause of death at the time because yeah and if he was create created cremated there's no body to exhume yeah yes but this is not the end of the story to figure out who the Honolulu Strangler is because Investigation Discovery, a.k.a. my favorite fucking channel in the entire world, Uh has greenlit a six-part series (gasps) that will be reviewing cold cases from all over the country and following up on old clues, and one of the episodes is going to be about the Honolulu Strangler. Yes, honey. Um... IMDB and the articles I read say it's supposed to come out this month, but I haven't seen anything for it on Investigation Discovery, and they're, like, really... They're, like, all about advertising their new shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, But... And the the IMDB page, rather, had very little information, but... Yeah, well, it's just for an an ID thing. Yeah, but, I mean, it sounds super cool. It's, like, these two detectives... one's One's a forensic detective, I think... I wish I knew their names, but they're, like, from Rhode Island, and they're just going to go around and figure... I think they're going to do OJ. Ooh. I think they're going to do OJ. That'll be interesting. I would like to definitively know. I would really like them to do JonBenet Ramsey. If you guys are taking requests... <laughs> yeah, right? Hit us up. Hit us up. I have some questions. Well, that's super interesting Was and up. Was Bobby Kennedy assassinated by the government? It's a little weird how he died only a month before the Democratic Convention. Okay. Can, who, so who's your first murder, Morgan? <laughs> All right. So, actually, I have a quick question. When was the last murder in your line of murders? Well, he only... Like, what's the most recent one? The most recent... Was it still the 80s? It was still the 80s, yeah. It was the 80s, man. So people were, like, doing coke and listening to Duran Duran. It's just crazy how long some people... Because he may have not even died. He may be just some other detective's MO now in, like, West Virginia because he moved. Because that's the thing about Hawaii is you can just leave. Yeah. You can just go. You can just buy. Just buy. It's so far away from and everything else. And back in else. the fucking 80s, you could literally smoke on an airplane in the 80s. Yeah. You could literally just walk on with a gun exactly. and they're like, hey, cool gun. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so I am now going to talk about the Xerox murders. Every time I tried looking for a Hawaii killer, this one came up. And it's every probably time, the biggest one. Yeah. And every time I turned away because I wanted to hear it from you. Thank you. Um, Unless I've already heard it before, but I can't wait to hear it out of your mouth. <laughs> so first, I want to talk about the killer. Um, his name is Brian Koji Ayasugi. He was born in 1959. I couldn't find his actual birthday, but whatever. It's not that important. I don't. I don't. I mean, I knew nothing. I know. Right. I know nothing, Jon Snow. You about know nothing. My, we all know killers. nothing, Jon Snow. Um, <laughs> he was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. He grew up in Nuanu. Nuanu. The Nuanu neighborhood in Hon- Honolulu. Growing up, Brian was a part of his high school's Army JROTC chapter. That is the Junior Reserves Officers Training Corps. This is Corps. a youth program. Corps. Sorry. 
this cool. is a youth program that literally focuses on motivating young people to be better citizens. That's good. Isn't it ironic? Don't you You'll think? Because he is a dick. So this and he a... kills um, people. I mean, that's not a spoiler alert. And... This is Hawaiian murders. <laughs> True. Uh, so he also, just as a side note, was a part of the school's riflery team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So according to Brian's brother, Dennis uh, Ayasugi, in 1977, when Brian was coming home from a graduation party, he crashed their father's car and smashed his head on the windshield during the accident. And Dennis claims that his brother was never the same. Fuck. Those head injuries, yo. Yeah. So, Brian's father, Hero, however, said that he was totally normal up until he began working for Xerox. Um, Oh, like actual Xerox? Yeah. He was a technician. Uh, He started working in 1984, and during this time, he also raised and bred goldfish (laughs) and koi fish, and he would sell them to local pet stores. The cracker? side note that I was... I was interested in. (laughs) Nothing to do with the story, but Morgan was like, hey, I like goldfish. I like fish. I like fish. Um, He also had an abundant collection of firearms. Never a good sign. Right. But like I said... um, You never say they had a lot of firearms, and they made the best snickerdoodles. (laughs) Shut up. They were crispy on the outside and warm and gooey on the center. So in 1988, Brian's mother passed... And I guess around this time, he started complaining about a poking sensation in his head. Yeah, because his brain was probably... Tra- he needed trepanation. His brain was ouchies. His brain... Yeah, no, he needed trepan... He needed a hole drilled in his head. So around the time that, like, issues started coming up with... Z- with like, at working at Xerox was around the time when he um, transferred to a new work group, which I don't really know what that means, but... It's probably like a different like section, right? Different. So group he was of people. constantly making unfounded accusations of harassment and product tampering against his coworkers, and they were always like, "What the fuck?" And they were always just like, "Dude, calm down." And he was like super aggressive and angry all the time. They're like, "Brian, it's fine." Seriously, <laughs> some of his former coworkers claimed that other repairmen ostracized him, and um, like would you know. Make try to, like, ma- make fun of him and make him feel like he was on his own and, like, he didn't have friends. Oh, that's yeah. not cool. But he would also made, he made repeated threats against other co-workers' lives. Oh, that's... Which is a huge red flag! That's a big red flag. That's... I'm sorry, I've never once at work heard someone say, I'm gonna fucking kill blah blah. I mean, I've heard... I'm gonna him... fucking kill Brenda. If someone said that, I'd be like, um, okay, I'm People gonna say it jokingly all the time. But, like, no. <laughs> not You've never kill. even heard someone say that jokingly? I mean, not really, but anyways. I could get a lot of people in trouble, I guess. Whatever. So, in 1993, <laughs> he was ordered to undergo psychiatric um, evaluation. evaluation and anger management courses after he kicked in an elevator door and was arrested for third-degree criminal property damage. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds bad. Third degree... I think it was at his work. So wait, for, would first degree... I don't know why it's third. First degree is... Maybe no one saw him baby. do it, but he had, like, a hurt leg, so they were like, it was you. I don't know. They're um, like, we're the not... Psychiatrist... We don't feel bad for you. Right. The psychiatrist who examined him, however... He said that Brian suffered from a delusional disorder and paranoia, but he said that he was not a danger to society. 
So he was a bad psychologist. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, my bad. Brian also reported hearing voices in his head and that a black shadow was following him around. Okay, this dude seriously had, like, um... He also thought his house was bugged. He thought that they, like, bugged his house and were fucking with his fish. Mm. Um, He also told his brother that a shadow attacked and pinned him down. Did he turn into Bob from What About Bob? Literally. Oh, dude. Maybe this is who he's based off of, because he walks around with a fish. (laughs) Maybe, dude. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. It's so Um, good. So the family actually had his house blessed, and I guess the priest who blessed it was like, this man has some serious, like, mental issues that you guys need to take care of. They're like, we know. (laughs) No, they weren't. Oh, they weren't taking care of. They're like, oh, they were kind of, like, not... They're like, oh, he's fine. Kind of. Oh. Oh, he's okay. That sucks. Um, so during the time leading up to the murders, um, Xerox was planning on phasing out the copier in which Brian had been servicing like his whole time. And Brian was refusing to learn the new machine because he feared he would not be able to keep up with the technological advances. Fuck However, you, um, on November 1st, 1999, Brian's manager insisted that he begin training the new machine the next day. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> so on November 2nd, 1999, Brian went into work around 8 a.m. as normal with a 9mm Glock and opened fire in the boardroom where all of his coworkers were. He killed his supervisor, the one that told him he was going to have to learn the new machine, and he killed six other coworkers and injured another one. Um, he killed Ronald Kowame, who was 54, and he shot him in the head. He killed Jason Balatico, 33. He shot him five times. And those are the, okay, so those are the two people that he shot out, like, just right when he walked in. Okay. Then he walked into a board, the conference room, and these right. were all the people he worked with. Okay. And uh, Ronald Katatoka, who was 50, he shot him four times. Um, Peter Mark, 46, shot twice. Melvin Lee, 58, who was his uh, supervisor, he shot him four times. Fuck. John Sakamoto, 36, was also shot four times. And then Ford Kanehira, 41, was shot five times. And then there was he chased a guy down a stairway, and his name was Steve Masuda. Uh, he attempted to shoot him. I think he hurt him, but he didn't die, obviously. He was 55. Holy fuck. I have not heard of this before, but holy fuck. Yeah. So oh. after that, he took off in one of the company's vans, and that's such. That's you, but a, like I was saying earlier, you know where it's really hard to run away on an island. Yeah, you oh. can't just be like, "All right, I'm heading for like the next five states over," because you're on an island. Yeah, be like, "Guess who's learning how to drive underwater?" Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there was a five-hour standoff. Once they finally found him, he was near the Hawaii Nature Center in Maikaki. Um, and he was in the van and he had the gun and it was, like I said, a five hour standoff. They were communicating with him through a bullhorn mm-hmm. and eventually he surrendered. We've all seen the first episode of Mindhunter. Right. Um, other coworkers claimed as early as 1995, Brian had been openly speaking about carrying out a mass shooting at the workplace if he were to ever be fired. Again, a goddamn red flag. Yeah. Does, Jesus your- Christ. If someone at my work was ever like... I'm going to come shoot this place up when I get... I would be like, all right, Brenda, I'm going to tell on you. Do you have a problem with someone named Brenda in your no, life right now? No, I don't know why. That's just my, Xerox, my go-to name. Does Xerox not have an HR department? I'm sorry. I don't know, dude. <laughs> go to fucking human... Re- if someone says they're going to kill someone, it's okay to go to human resource. It's okay to go to the cops. It's okay to go to 
anyone that you feel comfortable talking to. Yeah, just go down and tell your aunt. Seriously. So, at the time of the murder, Brian had 25 guns registered in his name. How? Dating all the way back to 1982. Are you even allowed to... I don't... I don't... Like I said last yeah, week... Yeah, you can. You can have that many guns? Fuck yeah. There's not a certain point where they're like, um, you have too many guns. I guess not. Um, police also recovered 11 handguns, five rifles, and two shotguns from Brian's father. Okay. Um, so the trial began uh, May 15th two of 2000, and it was a month-long trial. He pleaded That's not short. guilty by reason of insanity... But, however, Dr. Michael Wellner testified for the prosecution and said that although his medical opinion was that Brian, in fact, had schizophrenia, he still carried out the shooting because he feared he was going to be fired, and that because he concealed his weapon before the crime, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. You know? Because, like, there's people who just walk into places, like, with guns, and they don't even think about it. Like, I just hit you in the face. Yeah, Morgan just smacked me in the face. But, like, he obviously knew what he was doing. Well, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, So, obviously, the jury found him sane and guilty of seven counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. Okay. Um, He received a life sentence without chance of parole because Hawaii does not have the death penalty. Yep, yep. Um, Xerox and the hospital that said that he was safe... Both were sued by the families of the deceased. Fuck yeah. Because both ignored clear signs of mental instability. Yeah. Always do wrongful death. Yeah. Um, Brian has been moved and is now being held in, like, a a prison in Mississippi due to overcrowding and inadequate facilities to house prisoners in isolation Halawa Correctional Facility, because I'm sure it's very small. Oh, God. How shitty would it be to be, like... Oh, yeah, Hawaii. And they'd be like, you're going to Mississippi. I'd be like, no, 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 thank you. If you're in prison, does it really fucking matter? I mean, yeah, you're behind bars. Right. You got three hots and a cot. So after this happened, Xerox vacated the premises of the building where the shooting happened. Yeah. Um, And nothing else went in there until 2004, producers from the popular show Lost <gasps> built a soundstage there to film indoor scenes. Fuck off. Uh, a famous quote talk, talk, from talk, Brian talk, talk, is, talk, 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 talk. I decided to give them a reason to fire me. Whoa, dude. So he obviously knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. I mean, he was clearly had schizophrenia and was saying things, but he was aware and he would still be a danger to society and he exactly. should not be. I mean, it's really he is incarcerated. schizophrenia fucking no chance of sucks. He did try, um, he tried saying that like he wasn't, adequately, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but basically he was saying that his lawyers didn't really defend him that well, and he tried... Appealing it and, and they were trial. like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That happens a lot. Well, that's like you're a... You're a mass shooter. Habe- like, you're or, not getting out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, mm, dude, no. Yeah. No. No, bro. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. His dad um, was quoted saying, I'll bring him a gun so he can kill himself to prison. Oh, God. So his dad was not, like, behind, like a ride or die? No, his dad was a ride or die. He was like, I, because that's what my son wants is to die, but he can't oh, die because he's not up for death penalty. Um, weird. It's, um, but also, maybe don't threaten to bring a gun to a prison when yeah, your kids what is killed it with, someone. What, yeah, what is it with the, I, what was their last name again? Uh, uh, I, uh, Yusami. I, Ayusugi. Ayusugi. Yeah, what's up with the Ayusugis with the guns, They're man? really into guns. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So that's the story of the fucking Xerox murders. Damn, dog. Doesn't it kind of remind you of, like, the postal 
service murders. A little bit. And I thought it was going to be this other one of a guy who, a kind of similar situation where he, like, got fired and came back and, like... He hadn't even gotten fired. They were just no, like, yo, yeah. Brian, you've got to learn the new system. Yeah, no. As soon as, like, the... There Let's were, be real. Uh, Brian uh, fucking sucked. Brian just was lazy. Brian was so Brian lazy. was just, like, insecure. Brian... Kind of sounds like you said. Well, Brian also had some mental issues, so let's not talk shit. Yeah, we don't want to talk too so, much shit. So, what about you? What's your number two? Well, my number two is... I think it's time to shake. And by shake, I mean take a little break. Holly, do you know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? Is it when Tuesday starts eating her food loudly right as we're about to start recording the podcast every week? <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, like when your headphones or your earbuds or whatever get all tangled up and there's a million little knots and you can't get them out? I hate that too, which is why I've been loving our new Studio Bluetooth headphones. Even the cord they do provide if you don't feel like using Bluetooth isn't one of those skinny little cords that get tangled super duper easy. Everything about the Studio design is a sleek and unbelievably streamlined process. Studio was inspired by the beauty and vibrance of Stockholm, Sweden, and they believe remaining true to their Scandinavian roots is what has helped get them where they are today. Studio wants to revolutionize the way consumers see headphones and earbuds, not just as a tech device, but also as a gorgeous accessory that you'll be proud to wear out and about. I know, I've already taken several cute photos with my headphones. <laughs> Holly and I both got the Regent on-ear model, and we also both got the really cute marble interchangeable caps that they provide. And people keep coming up to me asking me where I've got them, because they don't look like any other headphone really out there, like, on the market right now. No, uh, same here. They're definitely a piece of art, and you can wear them around. And as an artist, I'm obsessed. Their minimalistic look is very cute. Um, Studio also has smaller earbuds like their tray design that are amazing for working out. They're sweatproof and they have custom wingtips so they fit very securely around your ear. What the frick are you waiting for? Go to their website, <laughs> studio.com, to get your first pair of headphones or earbuds. And if you use our promo code, the Sisters Grim, that's with two M's, you'll get 15% off. That's right, the Sisters Grimm 2Ms for 15% off your entire order today. And we're back. Morgan and I would love to give a shout out again to our sponsors, but also we just boogied real hard to some RuPaul music. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, we just danced really hard to read you wrote you from uh, the second season of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. It was the most amazing song I'd ever heard. It's everything. I'm, I don't watch I'm Katya. Drag Race. I am caught. We are all caught here. So, on to my next Hawaiian murderer. His name is Robert Mark Edwards. And why does that name sound so familiar? Because it's like the most popular name in the world. I swear to God. It was you know so why? hard finding it. Isn't that the guy's name? Wasn't that the guy's name in um, the West Memphis? The one. Mark John. No, he was like Brian Mark Davis. No, he was Mark John something, right? He was Mark John. This is Robert Mark Edwards. Oh, I'm sorry. He was they like sound similar. Mark John Byers. Yeah. Mark John Byers. <laughs> it sounds so similar. Robert Mark Edwards. And then there's like Mark. There's like so. Like, Mark Markison. There's Marky Mark. There's David Mark Chapman. There's John Hinckley Jr. There's Harvard Lee Oswald. All right, who are we talking about? John Wayne Gacy. We're talking about Robert <gasps> Mark Edwards. Speaking of John Wayne Gacy, Whoa. I'm sorry, but Dad told me this today. 
dad is so John the, Wayne the Gacy. prison guards at uh, Stateville at Stateville where John Wayne Gacy was held told dad that John Wayne Gacy listened to dad on the radio what? when dad was on WCCQ. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Oh God. Isn't that crazy? Oh God. It's cool though. Oh God. He was a listener. He was a fan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So John Wayne Gacy has heard our dad talk. Maybe he identified with him because his name's also John. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want anyone that I know to have any sort, to be able to. Well, he's very dead, so it's fine. He's very dead. He's like, opposed dead. to like, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So I back had to say to, that. No, that was fucking crazy. I did not know that. I know. Dad told me that today because I was telling him about that one thing that we're going to talk about. Why do all these little, like, gems of John Wayne Gacy keep coming up in our lives? Because he lived around here. That's very true. So there's a lot of, like, you know... John Wayne Gacy rubbing off. Oh, yeah, because literally on Maria's birthday when we were trying to fucking find a psychic... Oh, I never told that story. We ended up outside of it, Um, which is where John Wayne Gacy... Would frequent. Fre- frequented. Yeah. Also found a psychic on our friend's birthday, left her alone in a stranger's apartment, and the last thing she said to me was she mouthed, I'm scared, and then I left her. <laughs> and went well, out she was to fine, and it was a really good reading. And it was an amazing experience. <clears throat> um, so, again, Robert Mark Edwards. He uh, he only killed two women, and one was actually in California, but the and okay, the second well, that's one. that's not a real story, Shut Holly. the fuck up. Shut up. One of them was in Good Hawaii. Good pick. Just kidding. One of them was in Hawaii, and they're really fucking brutal, so I had to include it. They're All fucking right. cray, 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 cray. Fair like enough. bonkers banana sandwich. In May of 1986, 55-year-old Marjorie Diebel was murdered in her apartment in Los Alamitos, California. The things that not these... Hawaii. Not Hawaii. Again, shut up, Morgan. Morgan. You misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I got a C-minus on this podcast. Seriously. You got a D for effort. Fuck you. You brutal. Things that happened to these women and, like, what they had to endure was seriously so fucking heartbreaking. And You always just find those kinds of stories. I do. They find me. They find me. They really do. Every time I'm out, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. So, Edwards beat her head and broke her nose. She was found in her nightgown with her hands tied behind her back with a telephone cord. Mm -hmm. My two dudes are very similar. They both liked binding Things that would never happen now. Yeah, no. No one's getting tied up with telephone cords. Um, you could be tied up with your iPhone cord. No, you, oh, you totally can. You could. I mean, if you have one of those really long ones. But they're honestly weak as fuck because they break so easily. They're so shitty. Yeah, like a telephone cord, you can't break that shit. That shit's never breaking. Honestly, it's unbreakable. And if it gets, like, like hey, tangled... iPhone, maybe you should base your cord system after, like, old school 90s tele- like telephones. Well, but also back... That was when, heavy duty. When people had landlines they weren't constantly it the reason they go bad well first of all is because everything apple makes is obsolescent because you know you need to buy they want you to buy new things but it's because you're pulling it out like with landlines you weren't constantly pulling the cord out of the phone never so that's why when you take out your cord for from your phone you need to pull it the base not on the actual card itself because that's why it breaks 
Well. So, yeah, didn't mean it all blow your minds or anything. Remember when cordless phones were, like, the craziest idea ever? We were like, what? Yeah, and then one time you what? threw our Aunt Robin's cordless phone into her pool and Whatever. she was... People don't care about that. Morgan, cord- phones used to be so expensive. Yeah, but people don't care about that. <clears throat> she said once she was still mad. And she can get over it. <laughs> she can get over it. Okay. So, um, so yeah, Edwards beat her, like I said, hands behind her back with a telephone cord. She had a noose made from a belt around her neck, and she was suspended about six inches off of the floor, and the noose was tied to the top of a very tall dresser. Damn. She had marks on her ankles indicating that she had been tied up, and she had adhesive residue on her uh. mouth and cheeks, meaning that she had been gagged with yeah. some sort of tape. And then it probably ripped off and then he ripped it off of her like my post-mortem who knows who even knows both of her eardrums were (sighs) lacerated and torn and she was vagging hot water no lacerated means like he cut him or she like poked her in the ear that weird i didn't understand Uh, that either ear stuff fucks me up i'm like what'd you do to her ear what movie is it where they pour boiling hot water in someone's ear i don't know but that fucks me up yeah that fucks me up. Yeah. Or like putting bugs into... Oh, God. Ew, oh, God. Oh, what? God, oh God, you just oh took it to a yucky place. I know. What kind what? of bugs? Like fucking earwigs. Oh, stop. Ew. I'm going to throw up. Um, but actually, what I'm about to... <laughs> honestly, though, what I'm about to say is about a thousand times worse. <laughs> so, yeah. So, eardrums lacerated. She was also vaginally and anally assaulted with a can of moose. Yeah. And he also stole some jewelry on the way out. Yeah. That is so fucking horrible. But the look on Morgan's face... Well, the- I just don't get why guys do that to women. Power. It's disgusting. He never... Uh, penis. Is it because you can't get your penis hard because you're a piece of shit? Well, he never. Yeah, it is. He never penally. I don't. Well, we don't know that I for sure. No, they said that that he that. How do they know? They check the. They do rape yeah, kit but tests. Wouldn't. What if he did that and then fucked her with the thing? Wouldn't that like probably take all of him out of there? Especially if he's like I don't know a condom or something. No, they would know if she had been penetrated by a penis. Oh. I guess maybe they would know they that's like what they go to school for Morgan. <laughs> okay. They do like kits. They can obviously tell what trauma has been caused. I thought by there had dick. to be like come. No, there doesn't have to be come in order to know that someone has been raped or that penal action, happened. penal action happened. DNA, I guess. D- well, or just anything involving sex. So, or with like a sex organ. So, his next victim was 67-year-old Muriel Delbeck. She was a realtor also. So, both his mm. victims were realtors and... Probably an empty... Were they, were they found in the empty houses that they were selling? Oh, I don't know, because there's not a lot of information, because I told you everyone's name is Robert Peter Edwards, or Robert Mark Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, she actually lived in Alaska, but she spent two to three months every year in Hawaii. In January of 1993, she was found murdered in her apartment in Kihai, Maui. She had been strangled, and her head had been horribly beaten. Her pubic hair had been cut off. What? Not shaved off. Because she had cuts all over her vagina, oh, too. Oh, God. Did he use, like, a knife? I don't... Well, scissors? I or don't... Scissors? Fuck, yeah. Obviously, he brought scissors, because that's probably what he was using We've to all fuck seen... people's ears up with. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh god. I'm just obviously guessing. We've here, all but... seen that short film Cunning Moments. I haven't. Just me. Oh, it's fucking you wouldn't like it. Don't watch it. Okay. If you love really fucking gross stuff, watch the short film Cutting Moments. You will barf your dick off <laughs> if you don't have a dick. Give me like a little. You'll grow a dick. Give us a little taste of what it is, just so people know what they're. Getting. Want me just to give you some buzzwords? Okay. Um, pedophilia, sad marriage, super hard left, like goes to a place that you would not think it does. And uh, okay. self and self mutilation. Self. Self. Someone doing it to themselves. And someone doing it to themselves, yeah. It's Ew, really fucking disgusting. She it's I'm not should I just explain the whole movie? Uh, no. no, I'll tell you about it later. It's really fucking disgusting. Please do. It's fucking disgusting. Um but like awesome. It's really good actually. <clears throat> Anywhoozle. Back to Muriel. So, there were also contusions and abrasions on her breasts. Mm. He stole her wedding ring and purse. And once the case had been, uh, like, it started being investigated, they found several of Muriel's possessions in a bin across the street, including a bunch of panties and bras that were all cut up, weirdly. Like, he would cut A bunch? Well, how did he have a bunch of her stuff? Well, he just, like, grabbed a hand... I don't know. He must have, like, been... Making like I don't know. Oh, he was at. He found her at her house. He broke into her home. He broke into her apartment. Okay. Yeah, in uh, Key High. Sorry, it's okay. Um, God. Okay, so Muriel was vaginally and anally assaulted with a can of hairspray with so much force that it penetrated her abdominal cavity. Uh, yeah. I think she was dead or alive when that happened. Thankfully. It happened post-mortem. Oh, God. Thank God. But, fuck. Literally, thank God. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, when you're like, oh. But for that, 100%, yeah. But, like, yeah. who knows? He Maybe he thought she was still fucking alive. Maybe he didn't know she was dead yet. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, importantly, for the but, fact that oh, she no, didn't have to deal that with that. That she didn't have to. Oh, my God. Because, obviously, I looked up, like, where your vet, like... That means he broke through her uterus and part of her intestine. I can't even say it because I'm going to fucking throw. Uh, okay, I don't want to talk about say it. it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. So, anywho's all. Oh, also, Robert had been dating Muriel's daughter at the time. Oh. Yeah, that's the old Shyamalan twist. Ew. I know. He's a fucking piece of, of shit. Yeah, he looks like an old piece of shit. Ugh. He looks like, um, Ugh. he looks a lot like, you know who he looks like? He looks like the killer. Wait, he was dating Muriel's daughter? Yeah. How old was Muriel if he was an old guy? He's not that, he wasn't that old at this time. You said he looks like an old piece of shit. Oh, now. I see what you're saying. When did this happen? This happened back in the, this was in 1993. And they only just found him? They just found him, yeah. Well, what? keep, let me, Sorry. let me continue. It's, it's okay. It's okay. You're wondering what everyone's wondering right now. I'm You're, on the edge we are, of my We seat. are all on this crazy roller train that is Robert, Mark, whatever. Bob. Bob, be boop. Um, so I was curious why there was such a long gap between the two murders. Right. Because the first murder happened 
1986, and the second wasn't until 1993, but Robert had a very long criminal history ranging from burglary, grand theft auto, drunk driving, trespassing, and stalking, so the period in between the two murders, he was mostly spending his time in prison. Like that one guy you had. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, yep. So that's, I was like, because I was thinking that, I was like, oh, maybe he was like in prison during those times, and I was like, ooh, ooh, I was right. (laughs) So, um... Oh my god, Tuesday gets so, like, weirded out when I make that noise. Do it again. So, ooh, ooh. She's up right now because she's, like, very tired. So, he was finally arrested April 2nd, 1993 in Hawaii for Muriel's murder. Uh, a former girlfriend of Robert said that he liked tying her up during sex, and on at least two different occasions, he tried sodomizing her with a <gasps> bottle. They didn't specify what kind of bottle, but... Well, I'm gonna guess it was Moose. No, I'm guessing it was like a wine bottle. Ew! Because when, okay, when I think. If your boyfriend asks to stick a wine bottle up your butt, if I do. You kick him in the face as hard as you can and you get out of there, honey. You, you take that bottle, you, you cut your losses if there's anything left, you smash you it on the counter, and you threaten to mangle off his dick with the bottle. Until he runs around screaming, I'm a little fat girl! <laughs> 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 because that's God. a perfect perfect way to demasculate a man um <laughs> so he also said that or she rather also said that he would stalk her like and go to her work and at, like around her house and stuff and threaten to kill her if she ever left him you know just like your normie you boy, know your boyfriend just like your cute guy you know you just know. like murder and chill uh stalking and chill so for the murder of Muriel Delbeck, Edwards was sentenced to six consecutive life terms. And like you said before, Hawaii ain't yeah. got no uh, alibi. Six. <laughs> but uh, Hawaii ain't got no... Um... Because of how brutal. Because, I mean, my dude, like, he killed so many people, Death but he only got what I meant one life sentence. Yeah. No. the This case was really, like... Oops. They were like, dude... Well, yeah, because it's so fucking brutal. The torture, and, like, that's, the jury heard about it. Wait, did he, um, plead, like, insanity or anything? Um, he Or was he, pled, like, I did it? No, he pled that, yeah, he pled basically that he had, um, such a bad addiction problem, and mm. he was, like, um, under the influence, and so of what? it made him, I think, I think PCP? just alcohol. Oh. Probably, like, mescaline. I mean, <laughs> he uppers was pr- will make you do crazy he shit. He was probably on ether, honestly. honestly. <laughs> um, if it was the 90s, hell yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? He could be Hunter S. thomas it up. He could have been on multiple things. But Well, damn. Yeah, so um, he confessed to both murders, and he was extradited to California for the murder of Marjorie Diebel, and because it's California, he was up for the old death penalty. Uh, and he was sentenced to death, and he's still in California, where he continues to overturn his conviction. The most recent information on Edwards that I was able to file was that he find rather that was that he filed for a habeas case, and um, that had been fully briefed by the California Supreme Court, meaning they have seen it. Right. That's all I know. I don't know how long that process Damn. takes, but a habeas case is what got Ryan Ferguson out. But you know what? He, I don't think this Ryan Ferguson didn't shove anything up someone's pussy so much that their there fucking no guts. There was no evidence with him. Yeah. Um, well, so damn. during his trials, 
like uh, friends and family tried making him seem like a, how good a guy he was and how he was really turning his life around and how he was like helping other addicts and stuff and that they oh, need to take it easier on him and they said that they shouldn't that the jury shouldn't have been allowed to know about the torture that the women what? because that would sway their minds. Well, yeah, duh. Like That's I mean, so stupid. It's stupid, and it reminded me a little bit of the Jinx. Because, spoiler well... Who cares? Yeah, it's been spoiler out for so long. alert. Like, the, when they... Like, the jinx, how it starts is when he kills that guy, like, in his apartment complex. Yeah. And how he fucking got off with it because his uh, defense team was so good at making the jury see this isn't about... Like, don't look at the fact that he chopped his body up into a million pieces or whatever. Like, whether or not you, you need to know... Or you're making the decision of whether or not this was, like... intentional yeah this was intentional or self-defense so they kind of tried being like well don't look at it watch the jinx if you haven't holy shit if you haven't watched you're not even giving that much away by saying that right no if you haven't watched the jinx what are you doing with your life drop everything like i've said even if it's a baby Um, go to hbo go now go to hbo go to hbo go now or go now to hbo now (laughs) Um, yeah, what is HBO now? HBO now just means you don't have to have the, like, package. It, this is not something interesting we need to talk about in the podcast. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, it sucks. Fuck yeah. Rob. Fuck Rob. And he liked to... I don't to... think he'll get out. No, I really hope not. And I believe in the no, secret, no, 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 no. so no, I no, say no, it's no. not going to happen. No. It's not oh, going to oh. happen. <laughs> did I forget to mention... Did I forget to mention that he was fucking sentenced to death and he's still on death row? Like he's gonna yeah, die. Yeah, but you something. said that they're trying to get him out oh, of it, right? They're not gonna. Good. They're fucked. They can't. That's wait. How? Is it... Oh, because he got tried in California too. Yeah. Fuck ass. So that okay, Holly. So that's why it's I good. will give it to you. Yes. I will give it to you. Yeah. Even though he killed someone in Hawaii, it's good that he killed someone in California it, too. It's good that he killed someone in quiet California too. Quiet high five. Yeah. Quite. Oh, I love you. That's what I was thinking. Too. I was thinking of a quiet high five. <laughs> Gotta love those quiet high fives. I'm glad you chose a story based solely on the fact of making other people feel like shit. Yeah, no, don't you feel like throwing up? Yeah, and you're about to feel even more like throwing up because of my story. Mm, Get into it. (laughs) Alright, I mean, it's not like it's brutal, but okay. Mine is just like, like, what drives a person to stick hair products up a woman's vagina? I don't know, ask Ted Bundy. Just kidding, Cody's dead. <laughs> just kidding, I have a Ouija board, so we can. Stop. Just kidding, I am not inviting that. That would be the apartment. last person we should invite. Oh my god. You're safe from zombie attacks up here, but guess what you're not safe of? <gasps> Ted Bundy's ghost. Ted Bundy's ghost just ran. Little Teddy What would, t- what random ass thing in my apartment would Teddy manifest in? Probably I really hope that it's- photo of his face. Yeah. That you have hung up and framed on your wall. <laughs> it's c- cool because his eyes aren't in it. And that's what he'd look like. He'd be dripping with blood and he wouldn't have pupils. I think just like based on statistics. But you guys would have sex, so it'd be fine. Fuck off. I can't fuck that painting. Just kidding. I could fuck anything. You it can fuck manifest. anything you want. Anyways, shall I continue yes, with please my... Please do before I just keep... T- my fourth and final story. <laughs> yeah. The make, fourth and final make story. Make me stop talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> so my story dates back to 1965. Ooh, so everybody, think like all groovy, baby. Think, no, this is not all groovy, this baby. This is not all groovy, baby. Ooh. Um, so my story is about a woman named Maggie Young. So on November 22nd, 1965, in 
uh, Aia, which is a city in Honolulu on the island of Oahu. Wait, what year was this? 1965. Remember Groovy Baby? Oh, right. No, no, no. Did I'm you already saying, forget Groovy Baby? I forgot Groovy Baby, but... By the way, I did watch um, Austin Powers this weekend. <laughs> well, that was two years after JFK was assassinated. True. Has nothing to do with the story, I, Why do I right. keep talking about the Kennedys? I don't know. Like you I, said, I'm going to stop you from talking. Because I also was going to start so- singing the song Diane Young, because her name's Maggie Young. But right. Please just continue. Okay, so like I said, Aia, which is a city in Honolulu on the island of Oahu. Uh, not that that's super important, but uh, I wanted to say all of that. I wanted to say um, A mother named Maggie Young drowned her four daughters in the bathtub of their home. The girls' ages ranged from nine months old to five years old. I think I may have heard of this. But see, you might have not, because you might be thinking of something else. I'm thinking, I think that this unfortunately happens a lot because of postpartum depression exactly so she does that she kills the oldest to youngest so she starts with a five-year-old and then she ends with a nine-month-old then she goes to the school where her eight-year-old son was she pulls him out of school and she drowns him too no then she laid their bodies out on uh, twin beds in one of the bedrooms and she laid the four girls on one bed and the little boy on a separate bed and they were all naked and wet. Uh, Still, when the police found their bodies. Ew, so that means they thought that they were just, like, taking baths. And then she... Who knows? I, well, well, you said they were naked. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Because, like, I was thinking that she just... Yeah, I didn't think about like, that. With, like, how they had clothes on. Yeah, I didn't think like, about they're, that. They probably just, like, thought, like, my mom is just, like, giving me a... I don't... Yeah, I know. Ugh. Well, it's also fucked up because she didn't bathe them very often. Um, so that sucks. She immediately, immediately confessed, and she told the police that she felt incompetent in caring for her children. So Maggie's I would agree. husband, James Young, was away on an Air Force mission at the time um, of the murders, and he claimed that his wife had been suffering from postpartum depression that had turned into psychosis. Oh. He said that she was constantly, like, she was always tired like, always sleeping. She didn't change her clothes very often, and she basically stopped caring for the children, and she would leave them, like, in dirty diapers all the She time. had postpartum depression, dude. Yeah. That's that's depression. Um, James also said that one evening after Maggie had disappeared for three hours, she came home claiming that she had been at church and that her husband was Jesus, and I've... that her, so that her mother-in-law was, like, Mary. Huh. Wait, like she believed that Jesus was actually her husband? Yeah. She thought James was Jesus. Oh. Um, so the day that James decided that he needed to get Maggie help was the day that she ran at him with a broom screaming, they're out there, they have come to kill me. Oh. Who's yeah. they? And what? We don't I know. wonder. However, after only one month of being institutionalized, her psychiatrist said that there was nothing really else that she could do to help. Or Fuck he, I don't know that. if it was a male or female. Yeah, I have heard of this. This fucking sucks. Are you dude. sure? Because it sounds, it's very, you'll see. Okay. Um, how, uh, so Maggie was deemed unfit to stand trial when she, you know, when, after, so a, this is after the murders. She was deemed unfit to stand trial due to her paranoia and delusions and was committed to a state hospital in, uh, Kanoe. Okay. Um, but about, Six months later, Maggie escaped and what because they were just letting her walk around by herself outside on the grounds. They found her. She had hanged herself from the rafters of a chicken slaughtering shed in the hospital's farm area. 
I wait. She killed herself. All oh, right, this was the sixties. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they haven't. I haven't heard about this. G- g- wait. I have not. Just because I don't think hospitals I know come with farms anymore. <laughs> do do hard hospitals come with farms? I don't know. No. Um, so then, at this is at that time when this happened. The hospital administ- the then hospital administrator Audrey Mertz said that at the time Young had just started responding to her treatment and was just beginning to grasp the enormity of what she had done. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And wow. so what I think you are thinking of is the Andrea Yates Dude, story, which happened in Houston, Texas in yes. the 90s, 80s, maybe? Um, I believe it was the 90s or later. She did you're, the same thing. Alex. <laughs> and when when um, James here. heard about this, he actually reached out to a- like Andrea. The Yates' family? Well, not well to Andrea because she was still alive and he was like... Oh. I understand why you did this because oh, you God. have postpartum depression and it's just really fucked up that like, well, especially our hospital systems, like are it's really bad. It's so hard for people to like get help with that. I could go back into Ronald Reagan at this point. Why? Because he closed down a bunch oh. of mental. That's why we have Skid Row. Yeah, that's true. He, so we it, don't like him. We don't like him. He can't sit with us. Ronald Reagan can't sit with us. But so what? What I was gonna say was that the Andrea Yates trial was a little bit more. Um, it was just a little bit more Sensus. widely known. This well, other was, one this wasn't that well known because it happened 60s. in the sixties. But also, like, it wasn't as sensationalized because, like, the media just wasn't like that back then. I kept you because you kept being like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait," and then I'm well, like, "Because I knew exactly what you were yeah, talking about." And you were because I remember right. her here. I remember and I remember this so well. Our cousin Lauren, we were mm-hmm. staying. I don't remember where we were all staying, but I was staying in the room with her, and she told me the story, and I got so scared that I. I had to. I had to go back to our hotel room where mom was staying and sleep with mom because I was so scared. Oh, that's really that's scary. Because she also told me the one about the lady who like let her car drive into the water. Yeah, and her kids were in there. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, that, dark stuff. that's those are fucked up stories. Yeah, I the know. Andrea. I remember when the An- Andrea Yates one. That's just. It's just sucks because they don't get. But yeah, the help hit, so they need. James um, Young. He's he was he's like. I think he was like 60 something when this happened. He reached out to her and like he's been trying to do a lot of um work with women who have women postpartum, who have postpartum. and That's just depression amazing. in general. That's amazing. Yeah. Cuz it really fucking sucks. People do horrible things when they have mental health issues and it sucks yeah. because you can't it's so hard to feel compassion for someone who's done something so fucking horrible. And when things are so expensive and hard to come by like meds that help you with that. So especially like with something like postpartum, because it's not something that is diagnosed when you're young. And so you might not even realizing it's happening. And I know with the Andrea Yates case, I don't remember her husband's name, but he was like, not a great guy. And he kind of was like, I know he left her for I think and I think he got with another I I don't want to he was like discredit a, him or anything but I, don't, I feel I like just, he I don't know but I know that he wasn't he was kind of an enabler he was an enabler um I just think it's real bullshit how mental health is treated in our country yeah and I feel like there should be better programs for people to get the help they need and they should be cheaper like rehabs should not cost as much money as they cost rehab medications are bogus 
It's so I could ridiculous. go. I could rant for. I hope all of Tuesday's snoring is picking up. I know she's really tired. Because I could go on and on about. She had a hard day doing absolutely nothing. How much I hate how much depression medication costs. Yeah, it's really. But sad. you know what it is depressing talking about it it's true and you know what we were just on such a high right before we restarted this because we were dancing to uh rupaul music so i would like to tell everyone after this episode because it's bleak uh to go turn on some rupaul i would recommend sissy that walk it's a it's a banger um yeah i'm real bummed out and i am just staring at the cover of the 9-11 commission report well, right that's why now. i asked why you have it propped up i'm gonna put it down i put a cool bookmark on it anyways why I'm, um, I'm like reading it. That's been the Sisters Grimm podcast. Let's talk about something <laughs> cool. Let's talk about something cool. Um. Uh. Well, that John Wayne Gacy thing was Wait, really all I had. Let, what was? What's your best Hawaii memory since we've been there? Um, I, you were really young both times. Ooh, okay, these are these aren't like my favorite. These are just the ones that I remember because I was really young when we went both times. When uh, the first time I remember. Oh, I got so sunburnt that I was, I had boils on my face. Oh yeah. The first time I got so sunburnt in the family pictures that we that had, they had to edit your skin. They had to Photoshop my fucking head. Um, I just remember I you like and I, I doing the Titanic thing on the, on that yacht that we went on. It was not a yacht. It was a sailboat, on but it was a sailboat we that Oprah had been on motherfucker. I think we've already talked about we that We were on the podcast. way too young to appreciate that. Oh yeah. We oh, have yeah. talked about it. We were. We, Cause we talked, we, I remember specifically talking about how we watched my dog skip. I also <laughs> remember. Oh yeah. I also remember when we went back when I was like 14, we were the way our hotel was set up that it was kind of shaped so that you could see into a lot of the other hotel rooms. And I remember it was when like Grey's Anatomy was like at its height. No, 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 no. This or, was, it was American, American Idol. Idol. Yes. And we were watching American Idol and we could see that every TV was watching American Idol. Thousands <laughs> of people. Everyone in Hawaii cannot be bothered to do anything. We're watching American Idol. We, everyone in the Hilton vis- village on in Hawaii. Oahu was watching goddamn. Yeah, I wonder what season that we was. Were. I don't remember. I don't care. Uh, who cares? But like, yeah, we clearly weren't that invested. Yeah, that was the vacation that we watched the Hitcher remake, and I got scared, and we were in a hotel oh, room. Yeah, we did watch the Hitcher. That you, movie's you great. Kept, I love Sophia You just Bush. kept being like, Holly, we're in a hotel room. We're fine. Oh, yeah, you're like, I'm so scared. I was like, okay, we're not like on a country, like, like road trip right now. I'm you like, have no reason to be scared. We're still, we're still alone. We're in a nice Hilton in freaking Oahu. <laughs> we're fine. You're like, there's a Louis Vuitton downstairs, Holly. Calm your Mom shit. and dad were like, we're getting off more fancy and you stupid batches can't come. You're going to order room service and watch a movie. And we're like, okay. To be fair though, we were living the high life. I know we were. We were doing, our parents were doing pretty well. We just got to come along for the ride because we had to. Like, now they go to Hawaii by themselves. Now they're just, like, fuck y'all. <laughs> they're like, bye. Seriously. So that's been the Sisters Grim podcast. We love you guys. We cherish you. We really do. We um we love our listeners and we love when you guys like talk to us and stuff. Holly, what are you doing? Are you picking up Tuesday or are you just petting Tuesday? No, I was just I literally just kind of moved her head around so she'd stop and now she's making a weird face. She's mad at you because you tried waking no, her up. No, Anyways. she's trying to sneeze. <laughs> Same girl. Oh, she's stretching. People don't care about this. All right, bye you guys. Bye.